most people think that the, the biblical writing was money is the root of all evil. It's not. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. What that meant is that if you look to money to be your source, that's where you're not going to be empowered. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, 2020 is your year. Have you been dreaming of starting your own podcast? If you have, then this is the year to make it happen. Maybe it's an idea or something that you're really good at or something that you want to learn more about. Our friends Krista and Lindsay from the Almost 30 podcast just released the new Podcast Pro program to help you launch, market, and monetize the podcast of your dreams. Krista and Lindsay started Almost 30 in their closet floor while working full-time jobs in just three years. They turned it into a top-rated podcast with millions and millions of downloads worldwide. They've created such an incredibly supportive community and in Podcast Pro, they're sharing exactly how they did it and all the secrets they learned along the way. You can sign up now at yourpodcastpro.com to launch your dream podcast. You can also find more information by clicking the info button of this particular podcast and check out the link there. And now back to our show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Radically Loved Radio. I am so, I always say I'm so excited, but truly I am so excited because it's, I feel like it's been a really long time and this is not, I'm not trying to, you know, not honor all my past guests, but I've been so excited to talk to this next guest because her book just really blew my mind. And not only did it blow my mind, but I also was a big fan of her TEDx talk. And so the fact that we have her on the show, I'm really excited. Everybody, please welcome Christy Whitman to the show. Thanks for being here, Christy. (laughs) Hi, Rosie. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. That really touched me. So just for the people listening, obviously, I'm going to try and calm down. Okay. (laughs) The book is called Quantum Success, Seven Essential Laws for a Thriving, Joyful, and Prosperous Relationship with Work and Money. And for those of you who don't know, Christy's also written a New York Times bestselling book called The Art of Having It All, which is also amazing. And I... I'm, I want to talk to you about all of it. So again, I'm going to be, before we even got on the call or on the, on the interview on the zoom or whatever this is, we, um, I was, I was kind of giving Christy the overview of like, you know, what I wanted to chat about and I want to chat about the new book, but I'm, I'm really going to try and be respectful of her time. And, um, hopefully I can get all of my questions answered. <laughs> all right. How, I'm always happy to come back if we don't get. Oh, to good. Yeah, that we'll you do. We'll have to do a part two. Part two. Yes. So, 
one of the things that that really struck me uh, about just your work and and what you talk about was the main focus being the idea of when we're in lack, we don't feel good. And when we're in abundance, we feel great, right? Yes. So, yes. And, and the book really goes into detail on all of that. But I, I guess we could just start by having you tell us for you, like what that process was, how were you able to really define for yourself that that was a state that you wanted to be in and you wanted to teach about? Well, you know, I didn't set out wanting to teach about this. I'll tell you that. I was just a person that literally was trying to do my best to check the boxes of all the things that I was told was going to make me happy. And I found myself at a young age, I was 25, maybe 26. And it was like, I looked around and went, okay, I've got a totally healthy, cute little body. I've got money in the bank. I've got a great career with, you know, living in a brownstone in Chicago, one of the greatest cities with my best girlfriend. I, you know, I was able to date, you know, I had just broken out of a relationship. I was engaged and all this kind of stuff and realized it wasn't the person for me. And I just wasn't happy. I felt like I had everything that I thought would make me happy but I was still miserable inside and I still felt empty. Nothing I accomplished made me feel good. So I started seeking. It was like, I had this thirst for what am I missing? Because all the things that I could check the box, I told if I do this, if I get a degree, if I, you know, meet the guy, if I do this, I'll, I'll be so happy. And I remember being engaged and planning a wedding and I was miserable. Mm. So I found meditation. And when I, when I met a woman who talked to me about um, the first thing. Now you have to remember, this is years and years and years before we even had the internet. Um, she said to me, you know, you create your own reality. And when she said that to me, I was like, why do I know that to be true? I'd never heard those words before, but I knew that to be true. And she said, you're creating your reality based on your thoughts. And you're either repelling things from you or you're attracting things to you. And once again, I checked in with myself and it was like, that is so true, but I don't know how that's true. So I started on a quest of really paying attention to my thoughts and paying attention to what I was saying to myself. And oh my gosh, I was so negative. I, nothing I ever did was enough. I was absolutely judgmental, judgmental and critical of myself, my others, of God, everything. Mm -hmm. And when I started understanding that a thought is not real, and that we can actually shift a perspective, shift a thought, I started thinking in different ways. And things magically started manifesting, but I was actually feeling a sense of a deeper connection that I'd never felt before. And so when it was about five years in, after it was like I had had everything I want to set out to create and I felt good inside, mm -hmm. I, I, met, I met and married a really wonderful guy when I used to date bad guys. Um, I was living in a really cute house. I was, you know, I had money in the bank, no debt. I mean, I felt supported, loved at friends, health, everything. Um, one night I was doing a meditation because I meditate still to this day before I go to bed. And I had a book cover that said perfect pictures with this exact um, image on it. And the pages started turning. And I thought, well, that's really interesting because, you know, it had my name on it. So I went to bed that night and 105 in the morning, I was woken up with 
really amazing information. That was what I needed for at the time. And I was, I was listening to this voice going, whose voice is that? Because that's not mine. And I couldn't go back to sleep. So I got up and I started to write. And as I put pen to paper, it was amazing because it was like, it was coming. It, it was like my hand was not my own. And the information that was coming out, I couldn't even, I couldn't write that fast if I wanted to. So it was, I was scribing what I was being told. And I just put it aside, put it in my journal, went about my, you know, went back to bed. Seven nights in a row, that happened to me, where I was woken up by the next sentence, the next paragraph. And it was like, even if I tried to go back to sleep, I couldn't. So I got up and continued to write it. So I realized this is a book. And I asked a person that, Terry Cole Whitaker, who is a spiritual teacher around that time and that I just seen, I asked her, how do you get a book published? Because I have no idea, but I think I'm writing a book. And so she told me, go online and find a literary agent. So I literally <laughs> went online, I Googled literary agent, and there was a man's picture that came up and said, publisher, literary agent. I'm like, there you go. So not knowing anything about the publishing world, he's like, sure, submit, submit your, uh, you know, your manuscript. So I submitted to him. He accepted it. It was a print-on-demand book company. So a few months later, I got the book in my hand and told everybody I know, my family and friends, most of my family was not the target audience for this information <laughs> at all. And Oprah herself was not calling. So I'm like, okay, how do I get this in the hands of people? And so I started speaking in local spiritual bookstores and, you know, in churches and like new thought churches. And as I was talking about it, as I was taking people through the process, because it was just what I do in my own daily life and working with energy and how to shift thoughts and move from black to into abundance, um, people would ask me, you know, this is 19, almost 20 years ago, people would ask me, well, do you coach? And I had no frame of reference for what a coach was. I thought, oh, like a cheerleading coach? Because I had, you know, was a cheerleading coach for little eighth graders, you know, years before that. I'm like, what do you mean coach? And people are telling me what a coach was. I'm like, people get paid to do that? That's incredible. So I literally would just have people call me on the phone and I wouldn't charge anything because I was a pharmaceutical rep. You know, I, that's what I did for a living. And the, the way I felt while I was guiding someone, it was, I couldn't explain it. I felt so on purpose. I was so passionate. They were getting results that it was something that I just had to keep doing. And then people were asking me, I was applying this information in my own life and people in my team on my district were seeing all the, the money I was earning and the rewards that I was getting. And they're like, what are you doing? So I started coaching people on my team and they started doing well. So it literally just evolved just like a beautiful moving stream, just, can, you know, the next and the next, next logical step just all happened in the flow. So yeah. Wow. That's how I got here. <laughs> That is, it's so incredible to be able to be open to receiving that because I feel like somebody listening to, listening to this might be like, yeah, but that's something like that's never happened to me, but I really think it's happened to all of us. We just need to learn to listen. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because that stream of consciousness, our divine self is there for each one of us. It's not like none of us, it's not like I have it, you have it, somebody else doesn't. Right. That very part that is beating our heart, that is allowing us to breathe, that digests our food, all the stuff that we don't even have to think about that we take for granted that's happening, that is our life. That's our divine self. And that's the you know consciousness. That's the flow of energy. 
And when we understand that we're more than just these physical bio suits, you know, we're more yeah. than just what we think and what we believe and what we can see and touch and taste and hear and smell. When there, we understand that all that we know ourselves to be is just 4% and the 96% is really non-physical, that's when we're tapped into the quantum field where we can literally tap into the energy and essence of what we want to experience in our lives. And because everything is energy and all manifestation manifests you know, while it's energy in motion, then we get the manifestation. It's like 99.9% .9 of its energy before it actually pops into manifestation we get to be the deliberate creators of our experience. Yeah. And it just feels so much more empowering to understand that we do have a role to play in this, this environment that we call our lives. Because I feel like so many times, and I grew up in an environment where a lot of people believed that life was happening to them, right? It's like, this is Most just the way. Yeah. This is just the way things are. I have no control especially when it comes to prosperity or money. I'm just, I'm just destined to be in this financial socioeconomic position forever. You know, like these kind of thoughts that become so ingrained in us. And I, I find it so interesting. I really love the way that you talk about this in the book. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that you can share some of this with our audience, you know, for people out there listening that come from that lack mentality or that limitation, especially with money, or even that think that, what is the saying? Money is the root of all evil. You know, that thing that we, we grow up listening to over and over and over. How do we begin to change that paradigm within ourselves for those of us that want to achieve success that want to be able to feel security, that want to feel like we're thriving and so on? Well, it's interesting because most people, and I thought of it too, most people think that the, the biblical writing was money is the root of all evil. It's not. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. And what that meant is not that money is bad. What that meant is that if you look to money to be your source, that's where you're not going to be empowered because money is light money is energy as well but it is our source our true source mm -hmm. our true life that is really the source it mm -hmm. is the unlimited being it's not money we we can you know you have a lot of people that have a lot of money i i coach a lot of celebrities they've got a lot of money and some of them are very unhappy some of them even though they have a lot of money worry about money they put money as their god and then they feel empty so that's what that really meant is that we have to understand that money is a reflection of our consciousness. Money is respond money like everything. We're in relationship with everything in our universe. Money responds to the energy that we give out. And if we are saying that money is something that we can't don't have control over or that we're never going to get or we're at the effect of or we think money has power over us we have a very dysfunctional relationship with money and when we understand what we're talking about really is coming from a victim consciousness where mm -hmm. things happen to us rather than moving into that next level of consciousness where we are deliberate creators because we are free-willed individuals the, it is not a imposition-based universe where the universe can just impose itself on us. It is a free-willed 
place where it's a partnership. It's a, um, it's a not a power over, power under. It's a, from a place of equanimity with our divine that when we say, no, I can't have that or I don't deserve that or I'm not good enough, the divine can't give us what we want. But when we allow ourselves to understand that we can have what we want and that we are deserving of it and it's our birthright and that we're divinely designed to have abundance in all aspects of our life and to have loving and supportive relationships and be able to have creative self-expression, whether it's a book or a painting or a piece of music or you know a, a business or a product or whatever it is that we're wanting to give our unique energy signature to, all of it's supposed to thrive. We're supposed to be enjoying our life here. But most people are imprinted with lack, with limitation, with hurts coming more from our pain body than our light body. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so how we change it is we have to understand that if it is true that our divine source loves and adores us, never is in judgment, doesn't know any lack or limitation, if that stream of energy is available to us, and it is, and we allow ourselves to commune and connect with that energy and put more attention, more kind of radio time, if you will, on that realness, on that truth, rather than what we our minds tell us, that that's not possible. Who are you to do that? Oh, so many people, other people are doing that. That's not in your cards. You can't do that. Who are you to be visible? You know, blah, blah, blah. No, no one in my family has ever been thin. No one's in my family has ever been rich. Um, you know, you come from this background. I mean, I had a celebrity um, say to me the other day, how do you help people that come from a so certain religious background, um, socioeconomic background, you know, they've, they've been raised in, this is the way it is for our type of people with this kind of religion, with this kind of um, background, with this kind of socioeconomic status. It's the belief that we are limited by it that keeps us limited by it. Mm. We have to be able to shift our perspective. You have to remember that our whole entire universe is, is based on vibration. And having excess of money, so let's just make up a number, $60,000 in the bank has a very different vibration than being in debt, $60,000. Mm -hmm. Struggle, survival mode, lack has a very different vibration than thriving, than oneness, than abundance. Mm -hmm. and, and we all have access to those, uh, those vibrations. Most people get so entrained in it, that's what they know that becomes a set point. But when we start opening ourselves up one thought at a time, you know, one belief at a time, one word at a time, I have a whole entire course called Watch Your Words. It's free. Go to watchyourwords.com. 30 days of how to just shift the words that most people have been trained with, that most people have no idea how much the, the powerful our words are. And someone's saying, well, I just can't afford that. When you say that, you continue to perpetuate it. But if you shift that, you know, you want to buy something and you can't afford it, that's your reality. Instead, say, that's not a financial priority for me. I choose to pay my rent this month instead of buy that, right? When it comes from a place of empowerment, when it comes from a place of choicefulness, you're opening up your energy and you're coming from a place of choice and not a place of lack or limitation. So right. it's, it's one thought at a time. It's one emotion at a time. It's one imprint at a time. It's one place where you find that you're resistant to be able to get in more of an allowing place.
Yeah, I love that you're saying that because that's where all of that openness or the opening to that energy begins is that thought. And I love that you gave the example of what do you do when you're in that situation, especially if you have a tenuous relationship with money or you have that sort of, um, I, I can't imagine having this or that or feeling abundant in that space when I'm in debt or I have college debt or I have all of these things. But I think utilizing that different terminology really allows us to feel like we're making a choice and it's something that we're co-creating with as opposed to something that's happening to us. Right. Even the thought of I have so much college debt, right? I'm, I'm struggling in college debt. Instead of looking at what's wrong and bad, look at what's right and good. Hey, I have a college degree now. Hey, look at what I learned. Look at the experiences I had. You can track the money to pay off what you need to pay off, but you can't ever get back the experience that you had. That's with you always. That's a skill set that you invested in. So it's all in perspective. If you look at law of attraction for what people understand is to be the secret is that everything is vibration, but we are energy towers. We're sending out a signal all day, every day. And we do by the words that we think or the words that we think, the words that we say. <laughs> that was like a Freudian slip though, but that's good. So you've trained yourself enough to do that. That's awesome. Continue. It's, yeah, it's, it's what we say. It's what we, you know, it's what we think. It's what we believe. It's the perspective that we hold. It's, it, it's the actions that we take. You know, someone that's like, oh, I want to be healthy and in well-being and I'm feeling that space of well-being and I'm feeling so vital and alive and they really are feeling that, but they also don't take the action that, that matches that and they eat bad food and they don't exercise. You know, it's only one piece of the puzzle. Yeah. We're both physical and non-physical and we have to take the totality of who we are, our non-physicality and our physicality. Well, I feel like that's the biggest thing that people don't, don't put together, right? It's like there yes. is other elements at play other than just your external reality right now. Uveda has one simple vision. They want to create a healthier and happier world using the intelligence of Mother Nature. Uveda believes in the ancient principles of Ayurveda and want to bring them to you in a modern and easy way. They created innovative and full support supplements that contain only the best, highest quality organic and wild harvested ingredients. And now they have just introduced a brand new essential oils line to go with your health journey. One of my favorite essential oils is the immunity. Aromatherapy can help boost your immune system by providing your body the strength to heal and the support it so desperately needs. The doctors over at Uveda recommend to pair the essential oil with the My Healthy Immunity Supplement Kit in order to help strengthen your immune system to the fullest. For me, it is a non-negotiable as I travel all the time and I'm trying to take care of my health. For more information, go to uveda.com and don't forget to use the promo code ROSIE to get a special discount on your next order. And now back to our show. I want to just take this moment because you're it's a great segue to talk about, uh, there's a, there's many 
incredible quotes in your book that you say. Um, But in chapter four, Conjuring the Essence of Quantum Success, um, it's where you're talking about uh, the feeling forward, I think it is, Mm -hmm. how to feel forward. Yeah. It says, the quote after um, the practice says, by focusing on the presence of what is wanted, by imagining it, by looking for evidence of it, and by appreciating all the ways in which we already have it, we attract to ourselves more of the same, yeah. right? And so, and I really love, everything that you're saying is, is this, right? It's this idea of being able to propel that, that thinking or that energy. So can you elaborate a little bit more on that and how that, that relates to, you know, I, I like that we're talking about money because I feel like it's such a tenuous topic. And even in the world of spirituality with a lot of, I've had these conversations with fellow yogis where we might get into discussions about money and success and how maybe sometimes money's not spiritual or they don't see money as this, you know, thing to continue to, to me, I'm like, I think everything about financial wellness is part of the divine. It's part of our spiritual journey. It, it's a conduit. It allows us to continue to spread the message, to reach a, a, a bigger platform, to help others, right? So that's my thinking, but I know that not a lot of people agree with me. So I'm, I'm hoping that you can elaborate a little bit on that. I'd actually like to hear your opinion on that. I absolutely agree with you. And it is funny that, you know, we have um, assigned things in our lives. We all agree that it's either true or not. So for example, someone once said, right, maybe it was in the Bible and the the interpretation of, you know, love of money is the root of all evil. Spiritual people then say, well, then money's bad, right? What if it said the love of water is the root of all evil? right? Well, we all go, water's bad for it. Water's bad, but we all need it. We need it to survive. But let's just have this tumultuous relationship, this push-pull <laughs> relationship. Because last I checked, if you want to eat, if you want to drink, if you want to experience this beautiful globe, if you want to have global impact, if you want to have a career that's going to change people's lives, if you want to actually have a bed to sleep on, if you need to go and travel somewhere where you're going to need a place to stay, if you want clothes to wear, shoes to put on your feet, any of these things, you need money. This is what we all have agreed is the medium of exchange is money. So why do we have such a push-pull relationship with it? If, if money is how we get things, we have the basic needs. And that's the thing is people, oh, I have my basic needs. I've got the water, the food, the, you know, the, maybe the car. the car. A car I don't love, but I got a car that takes me from A to B, just enough to settle, just enough to have. That is not of a divine nature. Divine wants, we are divinely designed to thrive not to survive. We are divinely designed to be able to have abundance in all aspects of our lives. And that includes financial. We are divinely designed to have health and well-being and vitality. It's not like the divine goes, oh, you can only have a little bit of health and well-being. No, it's the fullness, 100% full tilt, health and well-being, 100% full tilt, abundance in all aspects of our lives, success in all aspects of our lives, loving and supportive relationship doesn't mean with just your love partner, but don't love thy neighbor, 
Mm. or your in-laws. It's with everybody. We're divinely designed for that. And so any place that we don't have that, we have resistance, that was all learned. Because that everything here, let's just, let's just give it a clue. The divine created everything. So isn't everything energy? It is. So if everything is energy, we know this by quantum physics and modern science now, if everything is energy, including plants, dogs, money, water, food, us, isn't all of it spiritual? Yeah, I mean, you just dropped the mic. Yeah, for sure. That's, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> right. That's I mean, exactly right. And what happened? Let, let's just play a game. What happens if you resist something? When you resist something, it doesn't feel good. If you accept and love something, appreciate something, no matter what it is, you're in alignment. You have the flow of good feelings happening. And, and that's the thing is that that's with what we have. What about what we want to create? Most people think, if I get this accomplishment, if I do this thing, if I attain this, if I get the guy, if I do the company, if I whatever it is, then I'm going to feel a certain way. And we always, we somehow get there. Because if you take physical action enough, you know, if you do that enough, ask me how I know, you get the accomplishment because you worked hard to do it. You get there and you're like, oh, that didn't do it. Maybe it's a second title. Maybe it's a second certification. Maybe it's another degree. Maybe it's a second child. Maybe it's another man. Maybe it's another country. Maybe it's another city. You know, there's always something else that you, you, your mind will go, oh, well, that didn't do it. Maybe it's something else. Yeah. But if you find the reason, the real essence of why you want what you want, all of it, if you really dig deeper and continue to spiral into it, is because you want to feel the sense of fulfillment. You want to feel the sense of all the things that are of a higher vibration, like passion, like joy, like abundance, like freedom, like success, like contentment, all of these things. And all those things can only be found in energy first. And then the form follows the energy. The form manifests from the energy that we give out. It doesn't work the other way around. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that so much. I, I'm on board with that and I fully believe it. It's part of what I love to practice. But I personally have also encountered the moments where you get stuck and you feel like you're trudging through mud mm -hmm. and it's that slippery slope. So part of my next question is when you do, and if you've experienced it yourself, even knowing all of this, right, having all this knowledge, like getting to a place where you feel so completely stuck and as much as you're trying to generate those feelings of thriving and, and moving forward and fulfillment, when you feel totally overwhelmed by something, life throws you a curveball. What do you do in a situation like that? Great question, because it happens. You know, it, it doesn't matter how much you know and how much you practice. We're always going to experience contrast. And what we do when I, when I say contrast, it could be bad news. It could be someone says something really rude to you, or you get a really rude email from someone you care about, or, you know, you get some bad news or someone you love transitions or, you know, all these lovely, you know, life experiences that we have as a human being, right? These contrast things, your mom calls, I've gone my way to the hospital. You know, like these are things that, that are contrasting experiences, things that we don't necessarily want in our experience. But we have to know from a deliberate creation perspective 
that when we give our attention and all of, we will let the contrast affect how we feel, we continue to create more of those contrasting experiences. But if we get the news and then we really focus on, okay, what are my options in this problem? Or what are my options to solve this thing? What are my, what's the, what am I getting clear about? What is the clarity here that I need to notice? Like, what is it that I do want? Why do I want it? And ultimately, because of this new awareness from this contrast, how do I want to feel? And then be able to shift your energy, be able to connect with a higher order, with your divine self to feel what you want to feel and not get so myopic and so much of our attention and focus on the thing that we don't want. Because if we're focused in that direction, we're not going to feel good. Right. Right. So I hear this all the time and I've gone through this myself. The hardest part is when you are facing a contrasting situation. It could be, it could be you're in debt. You don't know how you're going to pay your bills. Your business isn't getting off the ground. You might have to go get a job, God forbid. Um, you know, you're, divor- you're about to go through a divorce. You can't find the love of your life. Your kid's in the hospital. Your sister commits suicide. All these different things. It's when you're in those situations that that's when you have to practice this level of faith. And that's when you have to practice really understanding and coming to and in communion with your divine self because there is no other solution. That is so, it's so true and it's so good. Oh, I'm like, I want to, I'm looking at the time and I'm like, oh, I'll come back. I'd be happy to come back. Okay. So uh, just for obviously the, the purposes of again, being respectful of your time and having us just dive into these topics that are incredible. And for the people listening, this book really is so amazing. So please pick it up. Um, I have two more questions for you. Um, fairly quick. Okay. And, uh, the, the first one is what is your definition of freedom? Hmm. Well, first of all, it's a feeling. So it's an essence. It's, it's a feeling of you have options, you have choices, there's solutions for any given thing. My definition of freedom is knowing that you have a choice in how you will react, how you will respond, what your perspective is, what your thoughts are about it. It's being able to be in this world and be able to choose how you want to experience this world. That's freedom. Wow. And so before I ask you the final question, for the people that are watching this on YouTube or listening to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on, where can they go for more information or to reach out to you or to just send you some love? Well, thank you for that. Um, So I would recommend that people ask me all the time, especially when I do interviews like this and they first heard of my work and they're like, what? I want to learn more. The first place I say that you need to start is by watching your words. And so I did, like I said, I created this 30 day video program. It's like two minutes a day where you get a word that you need to stop saying and shift to instead, because we don't realize the impact that these words, and they're all over in our society, like should, have to, can't afford, um, you know, don't want, like all these different words, 
that when we shift our perspective, when we shift our words, it shifts the vibration and we actually feel better. And as we're shifting and having that conscious awareness of the words that we're saying, words equal sentences, right? Words equal thoughts. So it, it just, it trickles into every aspect and it really is the first place to start. So you could go to watchyourwords.com or I have my own website, which is christywhitman.com. Oh, wonderful. And for the people that are listening to this on or watching this, we'll put those links in the show notes. If you're watching this on YouTube, just go down to the description and we'll put those links so you can reach out to Christy on there and to get that course. I'll tell you, it is incredible when you start to pay attention to the words that you use often. Um, So with that being said, uh, the final question is about why I created this platform and it's very similar to all the work that you do and talking about spirit and just trusting. It's this idea that we are all radically loved and radically supported by universe, God, source, whatever higher power of your understanding that the universe works for us and not against us. And so the final question to you is how do you feel radically loved? Well, I have the pleasure since September uh, 2018 to fully Uh, be able to be a scribe, a channel for what they call themselves the quantum council of light. And from that point that I started to channel them, I could feel that the sense of how the divine feels about us. And it's never in a place of judgment, never in a place of condemnation, never in a place of we have to do this in order to be loved. The love that most of us understand because we love each other human to human and humans are conditioned by other humans. It's not just a very um, pure vibration of love. There's always do this, then I'll love. Do this, then I'll be happy. That divine self loves us no matter what. And it's never ending. It never stops. It's always available. And when we start to tap into that and know that it's not by what we accomplish or what we do or what we prove or how we dress or what we look like, that we are just loved no matter what, just because we are. There is such a sense of uh, security, um, contentment, freedom, expansion um, with that feeling. So that's how I now understand it, is shifting from you know, there's something out there judging me, watch over with the carrot and be a good girl or a bad girl and here's what's gonna happen to you. I'm loved. I'm loved and I'm adored. And so are you. So are you. So are all of us. And all of you listening too. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Christy, you're amazing. I just want to take a moment to say thank you for being on the show, for being part of this community, for writing incredible books and giving incredible talks and providing so much value out for people to be able to get on this this plane i think it's so important to have um, leaders like yourself out there guiding us and teaching us all the ways that we can regain our power back and to be able to learn how to shift the energy in our lives so thank you so much for doing that and i'm so 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 grateful and i hope that you come back and do this with us again I'd love to, and I appreciate you for all the work that you're doing. So it's nice to um, be on the, on the same team with another light worker. So thank you for having me. 
Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this, so please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.